Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Patrick Donahoe. Uh, Patrick, you are the CEO of Paradigm Life. You're the host of the Wealth Standard Podcast, and you're the author of the book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to be here, Josh. Thank you uh, for having me. So with a title like Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, tell me a little bit more about that. Because obviously yeah. that's a little provocative and people are going to be like, totally. wait a minute, you're not supposed to say that. No, it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool story. But, you know, Trump, they, that, that phrase became really popular when, uh, when, when Trump was elected. And, uh, but, the, but the phrase goes back a really long time. And, you know, I had some coaches that helped me brainstorm a title. And so the, the phrase itself, heads I win, tails you lose, means essentially setting yourself up so that you never lose, setting yourself up to win. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's been used in a lot of political, you know, political spheres for the last couple of years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. for better or worse. So I know a lot of people always talk about, oh, no, 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 no. We got to create win-wins for everybody. So what's, what's the tails you lose aspect of this? Well, that's just, that's just the nature of uh, the nature of the phrase, right? Cause I think the, the system right now, I mean, it's a financial book, but the system right now, I don't believe is set up for win-win. Uh, the financial system is a very one-sided system, especially the monetary system. People don't realize that though. And so I look at, you know, just how much financial services has evolved over the years and it's created some incredible wealth, incredible prosperity. It's, it's brought about a lot of business, but the, the actual capital and the leverage that goes into the capital, the American people are the ones that are left with pretty much nothing. Everything is taken before they actually get anything. But yet, the majority of American savings is still in the market, still being used mm. that way. And by the time people actually realize it, it's too late. So the, the subtitle of the book is uh, a financial strategy to reignite the American dream. Mm. So it's heads I win, tails you lose, a financial strategy to reignite the American dream. So as the CEO of Paradigm Life, um, so you've, you've been at the helm now for 13 and a half years. Uh, how did you start this? Because it, I mean, it looks like you pretty much went into, um, you know, putting up your own shingle right out of college. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really fortunate. I mean, I, I value relationships and connections more than anything in the world. And when I, when I moved from Connecticut to, uh, to Salt Lake City to finish school up at the University of Utah, uh, I, I was given a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by mm-hmm. a, a childhood friend of mine. And the book changed my perspective of what I wanted out of college. It changed my focus. It changed, it changed everything. And uh, just a short time after that, I had the opportunity to, to meet uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the, the author, uh, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, meet his financial advisor, Kim Butler. And I connected with Kim uh, right out of the gate, and she taught me pretty much everything she knew. And so those were the beginnings of Paradigm Life. And then I almost went out of business in 2008, 2009. That was a really challenging time. 
Uh, but yeah. her and I have been partners ever since, business partners, and uh, she's been an incredible person uh, to kind of mentor me and help me establish a principle-based uh, principle financial firm. Yeah. So what makes you different than other wealth managers or why do people come to you to do business? Well, I think first it's, it's more mindset approach. Most, most people are, are taught, you know, that they should be doing this and it's really applies to, to school uh, and, and education in general. You need to get a degree, you need to go to school. If you don't do that, then you're, you know, you're a degenerate uh, and it carries over into how you should be saving, what you should be saving for. But if you really peel back and, and ask questions, you know, the nature of retirement, I, I believe, is anti-life. Uh, I, I believe that sacrificing today for a mythical tomorrow uh, doesn't, make, doesn't make sense. And especially nowadays because of how quickly things are moving. And uh, so that right there, the philosophy and the mindset associated with it uh, is a stark difference. Uh, most wealth management, most financial services is setting you up for a, for a future 20, 30, 40 years down the road with assumptions yeah. that have worked for the last 20, 30, 40 years. But those assumptions mm -hmm. have been completely turned on their head, uh, given monetary policy, given market volatility, given the you know, technology that's involved with, you know, uh, just capitalization of assets. And, you know, and I believe these days people can establish a life right now that they love uh, and they can live that fulfilling life. Uh, so in essence, retire, become financially independent in, in a matter of years, as opposed to waiting 20, 30, 40 years down the road. Mm. So, okay. So I, I understand that it, it sounds like, you know, the, the, the deck is kind of stacked against, you know, we have to change our mindset. So what is the activity then that you would encourage? Well, first off, I, I believe that all people are seeking uh, creativity. And, and I think that comes from our, our natural uniqueness and desire to understand ourselves. You know, my, my daughter, I've only shared this recently, but my daughter, uh, my middle daughter, she's just turned 14, but she, she said something to me about a year ago, which just blew my mind. I continue to think about it. And mm -hmm. she said that, you know, dad, we're, we're, we actually will never see ourselves. Like we'll never actually experience ourselves. And I thought about that because, yeah, we can see reflections of ourselves, but actually the experience of ourselves, we never have. And we have that yearning to, to discover that. And, and so I, I believe that yearning, right, leads us to find ways in which we're validated, right? When somebody says, we're proud of you, or you're so smart, or man, you did a good job there, or you won this award, Mm -hmm. uh, or got this accolade, right? And I think what that does is starts to reinforce like us wanting to discover who we are and really, you know, see how we're different than any, uh, everybody else. And so I believe that people are all seeking creativity. They're seeking ways in which they can take their uniqueness and bring that to the world. And, but yet these days jobs are, uh, most jobs, I would say, uh, don't do that. Uh, it's a very hierarchical order. Uh, it really goes off of the education system, which is also very hierarchical and based on a Prussian system uh, that is really old and was meant to train factory workers and soldiers. And I know you're, you're uh, military, mm -hmm. right? And, and, I, and I look at that as that's not a healthy way. I mean, it's a healthy way to win a war. It's not a healthy way to have a, uh, a prosperous culture. And so I really look at, you know, what people are yearning for, what they're seeking. And I believe that they're seeking meaningful work. And so I believe that part of financial independence 
uh, is having meaningful work. And what I mean by meaningful work is you're working, doing something that you love. Uh, you're all, also able to have a mix of life that doesn't wear you out so that you go home, drink a beer, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV, go to bed and then repeat the same day, uh, the, the, the same thing the next day. I don't believe that that's, that's not a, that's not a lifestyle that's ever fulfilling in my, in my opinion and in my experience. Yeah. So how does a wealth manager help achieve that? Well, I think there's obviously lots of tools. There's obviously the philosophy side of things. Uh, there's ways you can, you know, set up different financial vehicles that will give you uh, a lot of growth. They'll give you different, uh, you know, attributes as far as what you use money for. Uh, and then there's investments, right, that I think people can become educated about, which mitigate uh, mitigate risk and aligns with who they are. And that's where I look at investments these days being a one size fits all. It's a mixture of, uh, you know, bonds and, and equities and, and certain securities. And, and that mix may have worked 50, 75 years ago if you back test those, those dates. But today it doesn't work anymore, just given, you know, how much leverage there is and given, you know, how... Uh, Wall Street bankers uh, monetize assets and and leverage American wealth. Uh, but I believe that there are very secure savings vehicles, mostly in the insurance industry, but the vehicles themselves are not the key to financial freedom. Uh, I believe that, like I said, it's a mixture, right, of finding meaningful work. It's having good savings. And it's also having investments that you're knowledgeable about that produce cash flow. Again, going off of the Robert Kiyosaki philosophy. Okay. So in 2020, how do we specifically, um, how might we apply that strategy? Well, I think first and foremost, again, I'm going to go to the pillar that provides the most meaning. People don't seek having lots of money, right? Money is their numbers on a screen, numbers on a piece of paper, right? It's the lifestyle that that provides a person. But I don't think people have ever thought that through. And so these days, especially given the disruption because of COVID-19, right, you like I have a 20,000 square foot office that is 100 percent empty right now because my entire staff has been home since March uh, and my lease you know, is up next April and there's no way we're going back to what it was before. And so I look at, you know, most companies are going that direction. And what that does is it affords people the opportunity to live where they want to live and work for a company that they want to work for without physical uh, physical boundary restrictions. And I believe right now you, you can essentially, you know, take personality tests, take strength tests, really understand your experience and what you love to do and go and find work. I mean, who would have thought, you know, there's a, there's a job for creating YouTube videos, right? Or a job for playing video games on a professional video game team or commenting mm-hmm. on a video game team and their competition, right? It, it, there are so many jobs out there, ways in which you can make money that you can find something that aligns with, you know, how you're fulfilled. Uh, the second thing is, is just using modern tools to manage cash flow. Uh, I look at money going in uh, and then money going out. And I believe people do not have a handle on that. There's great apps out there, whether it's you need a budget uh, or, you know, mint.com has made some improvements, Quicken's made it easier to manage cash flow. Uh, and then, you know, there's uh, lots of opportunities to educate yourself about different investment vehicles. So as far as what we, you know, push for when it comes to working with clients, right, it's a multifaceted approach and it covers all of those things. 
Patrick, what do you do to attract new businesses? Uh, I'm sorry, wealth management, would you put yourself into that umbrella? Is that the right term? Okay, cool. So as a wealth manager then, um, you know, what have you done to grow and scale your business? I know you, obviously you talked about relationships, that sort of thing. Um, But again, I think it's been kind of, um, particularly this year has has been kind of weird. (laughs) For most, uh, for most business owners. So, uh, you know, what have you done to kind of, you know, increase or keep, you know, the, 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 the new conversations happening? Well, the, the mediums I, I use, I mean, I've, I've had a podcast since 2007. Uh, I was on a mm-hmm. radio, I had an AM radio. Well, it wasn't me. I was a part of a partnership that had an AM radio show. And then I had an assistant that told me about podcasts and started to take the recording of that and putting it into a podcast. So I've done that. And that's that is something I love doing. It, it allows me to be creative and to, to talk about the things that are important to me. So that's one way in which we, you know, uh, get our word out there and attract in in business. But it's also the online space of education, right? I think YouTube has provided an incredible way for people to absorb content. Uh, same thing with different, you know, learning systems, uh, learning management systems, e-courses, there's a lot of ways in which you can put out content uh, and connect and connect with people. So that's become our, our forte. Uh, and then, yeah, we just have a really cool business system in which we're able to do business virtually. And obviously me saying that right now, it's like, well, duh, anybody, you know, yeah. up, up until six months ago, you know, most people didn't know what Zoom was, right? But now, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where everybody knows what it is. Everybody uses, everybody's comfortable using it. Uh, I was asking my team yesterday, we had an offsite, well, virtual offsite. And I was like, tell me about your experience with just people sharing their cameras. And he's like, and they're like, everybody shares their cameras out. Nobody did it before, but everybody does it now. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we've, we've used the internet, we've used kind of the virtual space. We don't meet with people. We don't meet with, we've never met with clients one-on-one since, since the beginning. It was very difficult in the beginning because people weren't comfortable that way. Uh, but it's allowed us to be broad. And so we've, we have clients in like multiple countries, uh, you know, the middle, the middle East, Asia, the UK, uh, South Africa and parts of Africa, uh, you know, and obviously all 50 States. And so it's, it's really allowed us to, to kind of broaden, broaden our, our influence. Uh, and we, uh, we just continue to provide good content through newsletters, through videos, through, uh, the podcast. I have two podcasts. We have a client podcast, and then we also have obviously the the public facing podcast called the Well Standard. Wow. But yeah, that's usually how we kind of just get the work get the word out. And when people feel compelled to work with us, we make it pretty easy for them to to communicate with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess bus stop ads are probably not enough today. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, um. I like you know I, I really think that you know being generous, uh, being accessible. Uh, making it insanely easy for your ideal customers to build proximity with you, uh, I think is really so important. Never, never more important. Just everything I, I understand know, about a, consumer There's something behavior. I heard about a couple of years ago called the 12 levels of intimacy. Have you ever heard of that before? Mm. No, no. No, and, and I'm not sure. Anymore. You know, how, I won't get super you know, detailed, uh, but it's basically the natural progression of a relationship, uh, especially going from, a complete stranger to partners for life. Uh, I've, yeah. I've been married 17 years and, you know, I, it was just dumb luck. I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> married up and I have no idea why, you know, she, she married me, uh, and especially initially. Uh, 
now I look at, you know, this idea of 12 levels of intimacy and how people yeah. connect on a very deep level. And you can't skip steps of those levels. If you skip steps, it's considered harassment or, or mm-hmm. assault in, in some cases. Yeah. So you have like eye to eye, eye to body. Uh, you have hand to hand, hand to shoulder, mouth to mouth, uh, and then hand to head, which is a really interesting one, which is that's more intimate than the actual uh, mouth to mouth. Uh, then you have the more kind of intimate, intimate things that happen. But that those levels of progression must happen in order for relationships to be formed. Most people want to just like, you know, slam, bam, Tinder. I'm going to, you know, become my client, sell you something, and then you're off to the next person. That's not a way to build a relationship. Uh, I think that's going to hurt a brand, uh, hurt an influencer in the, in the long run. Uh, yeah. It hurts and, and you know, it, it, uh, it prevents relationship and especially long-term relationship and long-term client relationship. Isn't it amazing how many people in sales and marketing are just wham, bam marketing? <laughs> That's a great way to put it. And it, and it works in a sense. And, and I, but I think there is so many unintended consequences to doing that where it's like you get sold something and it's like crap, but it's like, oh, is it worth, you know, figuring out how to return my 50 bucks or hundred bucks? No, but you're never going to buy from them again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one last question here. Um, you've been a member of uh, Tony Robbins Platinum Partners program. Um, how long have you done that? And like, what, what have you gotten out of that? Uh, well, yeah, I've done, I've been a, a plat for a couple of years, a couple of years now. I've been going to Tony's events since uh, mm-hmm. 2016. So pretty, pretty recent because uh, he's been doing this for, for 40, for 40 years, you know, for me, and this is just, just being honest, you know, uh, yeah. I, I didn't really feel f- fulfilled, right? I, I got to a point where like we were really successful in business and I had great marriage and great, you know, connections with my, with my kids, but something, something was missing and, I, and it was just me. I think I was, I, I've always had this kind of chip on my shoulder, right? Um, you know, I, that's why I have a, a Wayne, you can't really see, I have a Wayne Gretzky picture behind me because the Wayne, you know, Wayne Gretzky's, you know, medium build, you know, just average dude, right? But yeah. he could play the game better than anyone because he understood the environment. And uh, so me, I've always been kind of the av- average guy, right? But I've always been, I've always been driven. Uh, and you know, I got what I wanted, but I did, I wasn't really happy with it. So going to Tony Robbins, his different events, uh, and I failed in business, right? And, and my business didn't go under, um, but I failed at being a good leader. Uh, I failed at, um, you know, fulfilling commitments, uh, and you know, and. And I, and I, you know, we had like a 50, 60 person turnover in 18 months mm. and, you know, and I, I wanted to know why, and, and I, and I took responsibility for it. Right. I think the chokehold of any business is a leader is the leader. Uh, and, it, and I just, I wanted to learn. And so going there, it helped me understand myself better. It also helped me understand my business and my role better uh, and help me figure out what I, what I want. I mean, obviously you've been to date with destiny, and it's a way in which you can essentially create rules for your life, right? That you're all, you know, it's like people think that they just have to follow the rules set by life, that they don't have any control over that, but you, but you actually do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, par- you know, paradoxes. And, uh, you know, and that's what helped me really connect to myself at a deeper level. And then subsequently to my spouse, uh, to my company, uh, and I'm into my, into my kids and, you know, and I feel, I feel incredible and he's an amazing person i know he has there's a stigma associated with him but man it's the and he's doing all of his events now virtual and so anybody can access them it's it's an incredible experience 
Uh, and, and I had to do it, you know, Platt for two years. Cause I, it, that's how like, that's how thick, <laughs> like the force field was around my heart, around my mind. I was just stubborn. Right. But, um, yeah. but it's, it's made a massive, di- it's made a massive difference. It's just allowed me uh, to experience life at a, at a uh, more meaningful level. Awesome. Awesome. All also right. Met some cool people too. I've met some cool yeah. people. What's that? I've met yeah, some yeah, cool people you know, no network and meet really, you know, really cool people at those really crazy people at those events. But, <laughs> you know. Well, Patrick, you're the, uh, again, the author of Heads I Win, Tales You Lose. Uh, again, you're the host of the Wealth Standard Podcast and the CEO of Paradigm Life. Your website is, uh, man, I just had it up here a second. Is it, uh, give me the, give the website URL. So uh, sorry about that. Probably the best one is just headsortailsiwin.com. Heads or tails, I win. Heads or tails, I win.com. Very cool. Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Josh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.